Welcome to the Blissing Out Podcast. I'm so grateful you are here and I know you were brought here for a reason. My name is Katie Benford and my intention with this podcast is to help you reframe your limiting beliefs, regain your confidence, restructure your daily habits and identities so you can attract more success, love, wealth, and freedom into your life. I'm a certified NLP practitioner, hypnotherapist, manifestation, and success coach, and it's my soul's mission to help you step into the most blissed out version of yourself. So think of this podcast as your weekly dose of manifestation tips, mindset, and perspective shifts with some spirituality and productivity sprinkled into. I'm so happy to be here with you to help you on the journey to your most fulfilled version of yourself. Thank you so much for pressing play today, and let's create some bliss together. Hey babe, I just have to hop on here and give you a trigger warning for this episode and a little bit of a disclaimer. In this episode, we talk a little bit about suicidal thoughts and ideation and some other mental health topics. And if you have struggled with these in the past, I would suggest and love for you to be listening to this episode with a trusted adult or a licensed mental health professional. And it's always important as well to seek help from a medical or mental health specialist that is licensed in these topics. The Blissing Out podcast should not be used as a substitute for counseling, psychotherapy, psychoanalysis, mental health care, or substance abuse treatment, and the Blissing Out podcast will not use it in place of any form of diagnosis, treatment, or therapy. Hello, my beautiful babes. Welcome back to the Blissing Out podcast. It's Katie here. I am so excited that you're here pressing play on this episode today because this episode is gold, okay? I'm speaking with Lexi Wilson, and Lexi is such a light in this world, you guys. Like, I can't even tell you the amount of light that she radiates and the amount of energy that she put into this episode that is just pure gold, like I said. And we cover everything um, in regards to spirituality, the mind, how you can leverage your mind, astrology, birth charts, how you can go about manifesting the life of your dreams with your birth chart. And I just, I got connected with Lexi kind of randomly on Instagram. Um, We both started following each other and it's just kind of funny how it all came to be because I've been wanting to speak to um, someone who is well-versed and specializes in astrology and then Lexi just popped into my reality. So it really just worked out in the way um, that it needed to. And like I said, this episode is um, a pretty good one and we chat about a lot of different topics. So I'm really excited that you're here. So just to give you a little bit more information on Lexi, Lexi is a former therapist turned professional astrologer and birth chart reader. She's super passionate about helping women find their purpose and learn how to monetize it so they can manifest the life of their dreams according to their natal chart. She's originally from New York, but she has manifested her dream life and now lives outside of LA in California. And again, that is such a cool story too. She speaks a little bit about um, how she manifested her dream life in California and the steps that it took to get there. And again, she's just a light. She radiates light and she has put so much into this episode. So enjoy. Hey, Lexi, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. I am. I think that you're such a light and I'm just so excited for this conversation. We got connected like what, a month ago or two months ago? Yeah. We like, yeah, we started like talking on Instagram and now you're here and I'm so excited. So welcome to the Blissing Out podcast. Um, yes, thank you. Of course. <laughs> um, so can you just give everyone just a little bit of um, an introduction as to who you are, what you do and who you help? 
Yes, of course. Well, I'm Lexi and I am, I'm a former marriage and family therapist. So that's where my like classical training, if you will, comes from. <laughs> um, but then I had a spiritual awakening and a reality that I wanted to be more spiritual in my practices and in what I did career wise. Uh, so through a series of very interesting events and all the things, I eventually found myself uh, becoming a birth chart reader and astrologer. And so that's what I do now is I just help people find their purpose and um, create more abundant practices while living out their purpose by looking at their birth chart. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I so I like I've told you a little bit, obviously, but I, I don't know too much about astrology, but I do know that, you know, like your birth chart can actually act as a roadmap if you're going into a spiritual awakening um, or if you're building a spiritual business or even if you're not building a spiritual business, I feel like it can really aid you in that way. Can you just kind of talk about a little bit just, you know, how people can get started um, with their birth chart and just how it can actually aid people um, just on their journey in general? Yes. Yeah. So birth charts are Basically, I, I say that they're snapshots of the sky at the time of your birth. So I look at it as like we're all little pieces of the universe just trying to like figure out how to express our most true self on earth right and so i think of it like if jupiter was looking down on earth and going like wow i wonder what it would be like to taste a piece of fruit or i wonder what it would be like to feel a tear on my cheek jupiter can't do that because jupiter is too massive so instead <laughs> at the time of your birth you um you basically captured the energy of that moment and the influence of saturn and jupiter and mars and all of that and so now as you're walking around living your life um, you are expressing yourself through the influence of all those different planets. And then what my job is, is to help you understand what is the relationship between those things, as well as um, what, why are you here? So that way you can be intentional about living out that life that you actually feel naturally called to, to live, but maybe because of life circumstances and traumas and all these different things feel like it's not safe for you to be your most authentic self. And so that's essentially how the birth chart can aid you. Okay. Okay. I see. So, and when you say, just because I seriously am such a novice when it comes to this, um, when you say the influence of the different planets, like, can you elaborate a little bit about like, just so I'm going to ask like four different questions right now. I feel like, because I just, no, like, I'm, so, I'm seriously just like, oh my gosh. So, and, and when you say, cause I know you said that the, um, it's the energy that was happening at the moment of your birth. Yeah. Um, and when you say that, does that mean that we carry that same energy throughout our entire human experience? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you're that, mo it's like, if we, if there was a baby right now being born, yeah. the energy that exists right now, she's carrying that and then yeah. living that out throughout her life. Okay. 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 And so when you say, what does that depend on? Like what, how does the energy, how is it dictated? I guess in that, in that sense, if that makes sense. Dictated you mean by like, how does it show up? Yeah. Like how, I guess, um, what is what is the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, what? I can't think of the word. Yeah, uh, no. I'm like having such a brain fart right now. What? Um, influence. Influence is it? Yes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mind. Yeah. Thank you. No, no, it totally makes sense. Yeah, and the thing is, like, that's what makes astrology so cool is that 
the answer is that there is no answer and there is an answer. I sound like a matrix, but like, it's kind of both because on one hand, she's influenced by the fact that you have a desire to express yourself Mm -hmm. um, in the most natural way, right? Whatever that is, you have a specific way that you like to express when you're triggered, when you're Mm -hmm. angry, you have a way that it's like, when I scream and yell, I feel better right Mm -hmm. or when i isolate and pull back i feel better right you have your specific way then life life happens and so that's where it's like if your parents didn't make it safe for you to pull away when you were upset you'll create a new response to that that might not be your most natural response but it is the response that you learned because it's how you had to survive because you still have to even though you have your natural way of being you're still being influenced by everything else that's going on around you, whether it's the country you were born in, whether it's the skin color you have, the gender that you have, the the pressure that we have to be certain types of energy, whatever the case is, that all still influences you. But it doesn't take away from the fact that at the core of you, there's a natural way of being that feels really, really easy. And if we can uncover what that is, as well as help to heal through the traumas that have caused you to feel like it's not safe for you to be that natural self. Mm-hmm. If we can find that one, it makes life a lot easier for you because you're actually showing up the way that you're intended to be mm-hmm. Two, It naturally attracts more abundance to you. You don't feel like you have to push so hard and work so hard because you're actually just being yourself. And three, you feel emotionally safer because you recognize that you have a bigger purpose here you're not just here to please your parents and please your partner and find a lover like you realize you're so much more massive than that so you're definitely still influenced by everything else that's going on around you you just have a you have a natural key and and we're trying your birth chart whether it's with me or through astrology books or working with someone else is there to, to be that roadmap, to give you that sense of clarity. I'm like, Oh, that's why I like to isolate when I feel triggered. Now it makes sense to me instead of judging myself for it. I can recognize like, Oh, that serves a purpose. And I get it now. Yes. That is so cool because I feel like just at the core of being spiritual too, and, and being on a spiritual journey, you're actually like pulling away those layers of conditioning that, and, and it makes so much sense now as to why we are conditioned in the first place. Because if someone was telling us like, hey, you're not supposed to isolate when you're triggered. Yeah. But that, but we didn't even realize that that was our natural state of being. That is why we're conditioned. Because we just, we have that innate, this doesn't feel right to me. But sometimes when we're not awakened to that, we don't understand why it doesn't feel right. Or it doesn't feel in alignment. Um, and it just makes so much sense now as to why we even get conditioned in the first place. is because we have an innate um, an innate, uh, like being inside of us that needs to be a certain way or is like calling out to be a certain way. And the conditioning gets us, you know, split from that, from that innate, you know, and, and, um, just preferences, I guess, in in any way, you know? So, and and when you say, so I, and I'm so big on, you know, the split from our souls when we are born into the human experience, because I do think that we just need that split in order to really understand what the human experience is about and come back to our soul at a later time and learn the lessons that we need to learn. Um, how, where does that fall into astrology? What would you say? Like in terms of coming back to that, uh, our preferences and, and what we 
what we know to be aligned, why do we need this split um, from like an astrology point of view? Yeah, well, I could see the value in it's coming back to the self. Like some some spiritual uh, beliefs have the belief that this is Earth school. Right? Mm-hmm. So Earth is the you know everywhere else, as far as we know, there might be who knows. Yeah, uh, there's no inhabitants on other planets. There might be all of that, right? But we do yeah. know like we're not the only galaxy. We know we're not the only universe. So there there has to be more. But that's a whole different thing. Yeah, but we know that at least here it looks like there's life on earth. Mm. And so it's very possible. I could see the belief system being around astrology that if life exists on earth and that this is the place where we come to learn lessons, Mm. it would almost be unfair if we came here with a full understanding of like, well, this is why I'm going through this. And this is blah, blah, blah. From the minute that you're born. Right. Yeah. Imagine like, how traumatizing that probably would be if you were an infant and you had all this like awareness of like where you're headed and like all, you know, like, no. Right. So it would kind of make sense that you'd have this unlearning or this forgetting. Yeah. Um, so you can just adjust to the reality that is earth. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the school aspect of it is relearning who you are and yeah. who you've always been, mm-hmm. what is your actual soul's purpose, your soul's call- calling, and going through these lessons that feel sometimes fantastic and other times absolutely horrible, but they're they're aimed at helping you to get back to your truest self. Yes. And it's through that process of going through those lessons um, that you come back to self. So I could definitely see how in astrology that could tie in with that, that there has to be this almost like amnesia mm-hmm. or else it's really overwhelming. I mean, it's now granted, I could also see how like sometimes you see children who they do have like a knowing and you can see it. Like you can see that the, the, you're like, this child is four, but she's really 47. Like she, <laughs> right. You know, and I feel like, because some of us, I do feel like we have some level of knowing that we could maybe handle that information at four I have no idea yeah. and some of us we were four years old just playing in the sandbox like we didn't know so yeah. so that's like but I could definitely see how it's just overwhelming to know all that information so young and so the the goal would be to actually relearn and mm-hmm. go through these these fun parts of life and the not so fun parts of life to get there yeah and that's and it's such a good perspective that you have on that of just coming in and I and honestly a perspective that I've never heard um you know even like within my uh manifestation coaching and everything it's like I've never heard it uh pointed at like being four years old and having this whole life plan that you know it's like you'd be terrified to make a mistake or you'd be terrified to fail or take one step when you're supposed to take the other you know what I mean so that is a really good perspective to have that's a um, lot of pressure. That's a lot yeah. of pressure. Because I mean, you think of like just growing up, m- most of us have had parents that had um, some idea of what they wanted for us to do, you know, yeah. whether they wanted a certain career or they wanted a certain whatever. And just imagine like, even if you aligned with what your parents were saying, mm-hmm. sometimes it still felt like a lot of pressure because you feel like, well, then in order for me, like, let's say your parents want you to be a doctor and you actually want to be a doctor too, but maybe you don't want to do it the way or the type of, you know, medicine that your parents want you to do. Um, But now instead of being able to fully explore all your options, you're feeling called that it's like, well, I have to look at it this way and I have to do this type of school and I have to do this type of education. Mm -hmm. When in reality, even though you might align with, with their vision, 
There's so many detours and those detours are valuable. They're not mistakes. They're not the wrong turn. They're valuable to getting to where you want to be. But if you don't have that freedom to be able to veer off the beaten path, to be able to kind of do what feels right for you in the moment based off of the knowledge that you have right then and there, Mm -hmm. you're going to end up feeling unhappy, even if the destination is still the same. Right. And it's so true because I feel like there's, and what I tell my clients and what I tell people is that, you know, there, there's not just one path. Okay. Like there's not just one path that you can take to get to your, your desired outcome. And, and ultimately you can't mess anything up that's meant for you. Right. So like say, okay, I'm just gonna use this crazy example, but let's just say that you are in a relationship with someone, you get married with them, but there's someone else out there that's meant for you. It might just be that you need to take a longer path to get to that person because you need to grow. They need to grow. And then you guys come together as a stronger unit and as stronger individuals because you've taken that longer path to learn those lessons and to really expand into the version of yourself that is needed to be able to sustain that relationship. Yes. You know, and so I think people get so fixated on, well, I I don't know. I don't want to make the wrong decision. I, I have to make the right decision. And it's like, you really can't make a wrong or right decision. Like it's just a decision and you're going to get to your desired outcome. Regardless, it might just take a little bit longer because you need to learn more lessons. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I love the truth because the, the, the truth of it too, is like, even when we say longer, Mm-hmm. We only believe that because of the conditioning. Yes. We've been told that, well, you're supposed to fall in love and then that's yeah. the person you're going to be with forever. And it's supposed to happen sometime in your 20s. And if yeah. it happens in your 30s, well, girl, you better hope. Like we have all <laughs> these like things, but in reality, you are your own piece of the universe. There's no time, like there's no time frame. There's there just isn't. experiences, right? Yeah. Yes. So that's where it's like, I love that example because the truth is I, I, I just had that right now. I was talking to a client about that, that. If I, I have been wanting to live in California since I was like 16 years old. Yeah. I'm 35 now. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time, quote unquote, to get here. Yeah. But the truth yeah. is, if I got here even just five years ago, I would not successfully handle this entire thing. I was not in the mind space to be this far away from everyone and everything that I know. Mm-hmm. I also wouldn't be grateful for what I have right now, because I didn't go through enough to recognize how much um, work and not just, I don't mean just like hard work, but even work like healing and mindset and manifestation, like the true belief and understanding that you can really attract anything that you want. I wasn't there yet. So I wouldn't have been able to be grateful for this house, for this experience, for meeting girls like you. Like I wouldn't have been able to appreciate it the same way five years ago. Cause I just wasn't there. So right. I needed to have these quote unquote um, what somebody would call detours yeah. to get here, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. and it, it is such a good point because, I mean, I look back at, at you know, times in my life when, you know, it, it, same thing. When I moved to L.A., I was 23 or 22, I think, 23. I don't know. I was somewhere around that age. And yeah. I wanted to live there again since I was, like, 15. I started acting, and I wanted to, you know, really get into the, the entertainment industry. And I – if I would have done it at 15, Mm. there's no possible way that I would have been able to do some of the things that I did between the ages of 15 and, and 23, 22, you know, and then moving there, I was in such a, I was in such a developmental time 
I want to say in my life. And it was so that my time in LA taught me so much about myself and it taught me so much about other people that it needed to happen at that age because it set me up for my late twenties and now my thirties. I feel like now, because I had that experience in LA, I understand people. I understand, you know, how to speak to people, how to work with people. And now as I've taken the steps to become a life coach, it's like, it all just makes sense because now I can really connect with people on a deeper level than I wouldn't have otherwise if I didn't move to LA and really like get that experience under my belt, you know? So it's super important. And, and going back to kind of, um, detours and lessons and, you know, earth school, I've heard people in the spiritual community and, and in the manifestation community, coaching community, whatever, um, realm that you want to like focus on, but I've heard it over and over again, that we choose, um, every lesson, every hardship, every amazing thing that happens in our life. We choose that prior to even reincarnating here on earth. Is that something that you resonate with as well, or it aligns for you? You know, it's so funny. So I've heard that too. And for years I rejected it because I've had such a hard childhood that the idea that I would choose my family and choose the like unfair treatment and things like that, that I dealt with. I, my, my life is very interesting. I was raised in a cult. So there's that. And then then because most cults, there's abuse. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just, it goes hand in hand. Yeah. And so I, that was what I was birthed into. It's, it's just part of what it is. Yeah. Um, I, and so when I think of the idea of me choosing that, I'm like, right. why would I do that? But what's interesting is astrology is actually what made me start to believe that it's true. Yeah. Because what I can see when I did my birth chart for the first time, when I saw there are so many things like in my childhood mm-hmm. area of the sky <laughs> yeah. uh, that I was like, oh, well, damn. Like I was, <laughs> I clearly was, it, I was going to experience a lot of lessons through my childhood for yeah. whatever reason. There was also a lot of, I lost a lot. My grandmother raised me for a significant portion of my life. And then when, um, when she passed, things got even worse for me. It got even, cause she was my protection. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is inside of my chart, it talks about that I would lose a mother figure. Oh so the, right. I know it's really crazy. And so at first when I saw that, I thought like how unfair, like why yeah. would that be in my chart that it would say that at the same time, what I also recognize is that when I looked at it, it was also a point of transformation. It was going to invite me into a spiritual self, which is exactly what happened. Yeah. I became very determined to like see her after that. I was like, well, when I die, I want to make sure I see my grandma. So like, I got to find out what's on the other side kind of thing. Yeah. But that happened because of the loss. And yeah. so it's right there in the chart. And that's what helped me to realize, um, I specifically chose that time of birth. I chose my mom. I chose my grandma, my brother, mm-hmm. uh, because they were going to give me lessons that I otherwise would not have been able to experience. Yeah. Then you can also see, depending on how deep you want to get, you can sometimes see connections to possibly to past lives. I was and just going to ask that. You read right, that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why sometimes, and I don't know all the details on that side of things, mm-hmm. um, but 
what I personally believe is that I think that I chose my particular time of birth and my chart and expression mm -hmm. because there was something in a past life that I didn't understand or I hadn't experienced. And okay. so I wanted to experience that here, yeah. but it would require that I be birthed at a certain time. So I'd be influenced in certain ways and go through certain problems in order for that to happen. So, and certain blessings. So I yeah. do believe now based, and then after doing so many readings, I really do think that we choose everything we yeah. but we just again we go through that amnesia so we don't remember that we've actually decided all of it and i know that it's tough especially if you've had a hard life i'm, I'm with you right there because like i said i didn't believe this for years because i just thought why would i actively choose to put myself through death and abuse and torture and all these different things why would i do that but i recognize now it was it was serving a larger purpose than just i wasn't trying to punish myself it was it's a bigger purpose Right. And, and that's, I, I mean, the way that you, you articulate things so well and oh, thank things you. That, like you do, cause I'm like, I just, I, I went through a lot of, um, loss and, and, you know, I don't want to necessarily call it trauma because I, I mean, it was in a sense, I guess, but it just was more about losing people who were very close to me. Like I lost my sister when I was 13 and oh, I've yeah. lost, you know, yeah, just so many people. And yeah. it's like, I had the hardest time after my sister passed. I was like, how, I, I didn't know what I believed at that age. I was like 15, you know, I, she died at 13, but as it, as all of this started happening, I'm like, how could God do this to me? How could God like punish me in this way? And this is when I was trying to figure out who I even believed in, if I believed in anyone. Yeah. And it was really hard for me to believe because I was like, I don't understand how someone up in the sky, some man up in the sky, you know, yeah. like, and, and now I don't resonate with God because I'm not religious. I'm very spiritual. I definitely resonate with the universe. Yeah, um, but, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm not, I'm not at all like into organized religion. Totally fine. Yes, girl. But I'm Amen. not. Yeah. I'm just like, I can't do it. <laughs> um, no, no. Yeah. But it's like, I just, it's just so, it's great that you, you know, it is very hard and I don't want it to get misconstrued because obviously spiritual bypass is a very real thing and, and right. victim blaming, but it's, it's not necessarily that you created it, you created yeah, no. it in your life, but you chose it coming yes, into the human experience. And the reason why, in my, in my perspective, because again, you articulated it so beautifully, but it, it, in my opinion, it's, it's all like you said, past life, like when you are traveling from lifetime to lifetime, it's like you're taking those lessons and it's just like a culmination of all these lessons that you're going with. And those lessons never go away as you travel as, into different lives as a soul. You keep accumulating all these lessons and it just deepens your understanding of your soul. So when you reincarnate into different lifetimes, it's like you're just deepening that connection once you do reincarnate. I totally agree with that. And I love how you phrase that because it isn't, yes, there, like there's, it's interesting because I think what happens is like when people first get in touch with the law of attraction, and I mm -hmm. think when all of us first got in touch with it, we understood it at a very basic level that it's like, oh, if I believe this, I attract that. Mm -hmm. it, but it's not that simple, you know? And that's where it's like, no, there's an, a level, first of all, there's 12 laws of the universe. It's yes. not just the law of attraction, right? And so, yes, on one hand, we do attract things to us, but mm -hmm. sometimes it's the direct opposite. It had nothing to do with you. It was more so that it was just, 
something that was meant to happen. And in that way, you might've chosen it before you actually went through that experience. It's not your fault. That's mm -hmm. not, no, right? And so I love how you said, really phrase that because that takes away that pressure of feeling like, well, this was my fault. Mm -hmm. I, something I thought, something I did brought this into my life. That's, yeah. It's not always that simple. And you're simply, you're not, that powerful that you, you control every single yes. aspect of them. No, there's uh, there's other things also happening and mm -hmm. we're all our own little universe. And so we're all kind of orbiting with each other. So there's yeah. that piece of it. But at the same time, then there's also a blessing in knowing that it it's still by design though. And mm -hmm. so it's not that something, it's not that you're lost. It's not that uh, like, well, now I'm on my own. Now, why would this happen to me? It, am I being punished? No, it's, it, there's a purpose here for you. And again, the goal is always your highest good. Yeah. So it's not aimed at trying to make you suffer. And right. so if we can have that hope, then even when we're dealing with such painful things like loss, mm -hmm. which are just literally the, the absolute worst thing to go through, you can understand that it's like, okay, but this is, there's something here that is meant to teach me more, that is meant to elevate me, that is meant to, there's something there that I don't have to feel like this was some sort of punishment and now I'm maybe I'm by myself and nobody actually cares about me or, cause I know that was my kind of thought process when I lost my grandmother, mm -hmm. you know? So that's where I think um, there can be so much hope in that. And then also when you also mentioned with like, we carry some of those lessons from reincarnation. I, on, I girl, I used to be a nanny. And so I have seen so many children. <laughs> and then also I worked in child welfare and I've watched so many kids. There are, they really also made me believe we reincarnate because some children, they are just like, how did you know that? Like, what, yeah. where did you get that from? <laughs> and so, and then they'll tell you right away. They don't know. They yeah. just felt it or they just uh, they had a dream about it. Children dream all the time. And they'll just, I just felt it. I just dreamed it. So I do feel like we, we learn to tell them that it's just their imagination or it's just, yeah. whatever. um, and that's how we condition them into forgetting who they are as well. Yeah. But the truth is, is that we do carry those lessons. I do feel like that's why some of the children that you meet have such a strong intuitive self it's because they're still carrying that and they're aware of it. And that's why they're really great at discerning and, mm -hmm. you know, all of those different things. I just, you know, yeah. It's so, it's so interesting. Cause I'm not honestly, like, I'm not around a lot of children, like just in my life, I don't have kids. I don't, my sister hasn't gotten to that point in her life yet. Um, my other sister, Carly, my, the, my older sister, older sister that passed away, but Carly, she's not at that point yet. And so it's like, we don't, I'm not really around children all that much. But I have been, uh, like, I've experienced that where you're like, what the hell? Right? How do you know that? <laughs> or like, that's weird. Like, you sound like you're 47. Like you said, it's just like, yeah, it's crazy. It happens all the time. I definitely saw that with kids. They really, uh, working with them for so long, and I love children, so I always end up finding myself around. Like, I just came from, like, a farmer's market, and yeah. I was, like, talking to this little girl. Like, I'm always around kids. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, literally, I take them so seriously. I don't really, um, I, I think that's probably also why when I, I learn so much from them because I take them very seriously. I don't look at their, like, if they're talking about an imaginary friend, I believe the imaginary. I don't think yeah. that it's just, they're just, yes, from a psychological perspective that I go to school and was learned about all the, yeah, sure. But I also do believe 
the reality of what this little girl is saying. It's just other people have learned to dismiss her. And so why I think that it's like, I end up attracting children all the time just yeah. because I'm like, girl, I'm with you, girl. What she say to you? You're so open. You're open about it. I love it. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're so good. That's so funny. Cause I'm like, I get so nervous. I don't know why, but I've, every time I'm around children, I get nervous talking to them. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, like, you know, six, seven year old, like sometimes I don't know what to say. And I'm like, because sometimes they do say things that I'm like, right <laughs> you know what I mean and so but I just need to set like whenever I'm around a child next time I'm just gonna like talk talk to her like I'm talking to you just you know like basically yeah. that's it and the more you do it the more they start talking because they realize you're not talking to them like they're a child yeah. so they're just like oh she's taking me seriously okay well let me tell you about these crayons girl yeah and then they just started getting into it and you're like okay yeah story girl that's so good that's hilarious I um yeah I'm gonna have to do that next time but so the the thing that kind of popped into my mind when you were chatting about that it was the conditioning um and the way that you kind of just described it uh you know when we are so young and people say that it's just your imagination or you know that's not right or this not right in what ways um, from your perspective, do you see that conditioning being a positive thing? If that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see that in some ways it can kind of save you from yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I know like for myself, especially in knowing my chart. So, and one of the things that, uh, so, okay. Sometimes people get, stuck on their sun sign and they think they're just that you're not just that you're all of the 12 zodiac signs so you're actually all of them so i used to be so like oh i don't even like that sign i could never date that sign then i found like i'm one of them so i'm like oh okay so (laughs) so we're all of the signs we just depending on where things were placed what planets they're in blah 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 Mm -hmm. we might not have a heavy influence of that energy but it's still within us right and so with that, it's like sometimes for me, for example, I have some placements that are pretty, that can lean me into like a darkness mm-hmm. where I can get very, um, I, I, I mean, just to be like, I've, I've always just been pretty honest. I'll just be kind of, just I used to real. Struggle, ready. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I used ready. to struggle a lot with suicidal ideation. Like I was like, so um, obsessed with it, especially after dealing with so much trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the only way that I felt like maybe I could escape from all of these situations with my family and mm-hmm. with life, um, is if I could just end it all. And in my, um, growth and, and then also looking at my chart, what I recognized was, again, there's a lot of energy in the part of the sky that rules over death. Uh-huh healing and transformation. Now, the beautiful thing is that that is all in one area. So it's not death by itself. It's yeah. death, healing, rebirth, and transformation, power, mm-hmm. also in sexuality. So they're yeah. all tied in, right? So once I realized that, that it's like, it brought me um, a sense of comfort because I realized with my family, for example, sometimes they would ignore the fact that I constantly wanted to escape through that way. They would kind of pretend like, um, that didn't happen. Like she didn't just try to attempt it or she didn't mm-hmm. just try to, they, and that causes its own trauma. But in looking at the positives at it at the same time, because there wasn't a lot of weight given to this like obsession with it, 
I think to a certain extent, it pushed me away from be, from constantly trying and because yeah. it wasn't being taken seriously. Now, again, it causes its own trauma. But mm-hmm. now when I look at that, I'm going, okay, there's, that's only one part of it. The real thing that I'm trying to actually deal with is I'm trying to end the suffering and I'm trying to experience transformation yes. because my family didn't understand that they couldn't hold space for that. And mm-hmm. because I didn't understand that I got stuck on the death part. Right. So that's where it's like, by not taking that part seriously, it actually provided a way for me to, to not continue to keep trying that. But yeah. then when yeah. I was in a space where I was more in a healing space and a safe space to work through that, I was able to take that power back and be able to look and go, oh, I'm actually trying to transform. I'm in a lot of pain and mm-hmm. I want to change it into something else. And I thought it would come through death when in reality, it comes through the death of the ego. It comes through the releasing of toxic people, the death of that. The, you know, that's actually what I'm trying to let go of. And people just weren't giving me that those tools at the time. Yeah, that's so interesting because I've, I've, I've struggled with my own you know, suicidal thoughts and, and suicidal, just like, again, this it's, it's after you go through so many traumatic experiences, like, it's just a thought that like, I just need to end it all. I can't freaking handle this, this pain anymore. And, and I've had those, those moments as well. So I feel like there's so many parallels between you and I, like, just, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so many parallels. And it's just crazy because I like, I've never really opened up too much about that. Um, just because it's, it is a harder thing to talk about, you know, but yeah again it's like you just articulated it so beautifully because it's not about dying physically it's about letting go of and unlearning all of the pain and the trauma and the conditioning the ego death and stepping into the most soul aligned version of yourself and that is when that suffering is going to end because i can't even tell you that the last suicidal thought that i had was probably three years ago and I just thank you thank you yeah it's just celebration it is and and you know like I I got rid of a lot of people in my life that were contributing to that type of pain that I was trying to escape from and yeah you know so it's like once you remove that it's like you just opens up a new a new um a new pathway almost that you can take in order to get to the point where you're no longer suffering because when you are in that suffering place it's like the only thing the only option is just ending it yeah it's not about just like there's no other option you're like i can't see anything else but once you really step into okay what are my other options instead of there's no other option what are my other options can i look inward and look at these scary parts of myself and the parts of myself that i'm trying to escape from sit in the dark with them instead of turning trying to turn them into something else just get in the dark with them stop trying to turn them to light because that's not why they're here no you know you have to have that darkness in order for the light to even exist you wouldn't know the light if you didn't have the dark right exactly so that's what you've got to stop trying to escape from that bypassing that ignoring that that darkness within you is aimed at teaching you something that the light cannot do that right yeah Depending on, again, depending also on what part of the universe you are, mm-hmm. you might find that most of your lessons happen in your darkness, not yeah. in your light. And so that's where it's like, instead of feel. and the thing is for the people that that is the case, most times they actually feel comfortable in the darkness, but mm-hmm. they've been judged to believe that that is not worthy or not safe or not. So they don't have any tools mm-hmm. to handle it. When in reality, they feel called to that energy. Yeah. So now 
like, okay, instead of feeling like something's wrong with you, no, you might actually be someone that, because it's in that darkness as well, that that transformation often happens. So when you feel that calling that it's like, okay, something has got to end. And you're thinking that the only way that ending happens is through a physical death. Yes. No, that's not actually the case. What what could be happening is that you are being invited into transformation. Mm-hmm. You've been given limited tools. So you think that the only way out of that is through this. When in reality, if you've been given more tools and allowances to embrace and understand the darkness, mm-hmm. you'd actually recognize that you're in the middle of your transformation. Right. It's hard because we're not taught that at all. So we only go straight into the, oh, this is it. Right. And it's like, and even, I mean, even like I said, and like you've said, it's like, don't try to turn the darkness into light. Let it be dark. And, and that's, again, society really does say like, oh my gosh, you're angry. Well, you need to turn that anger into happiness. You need to turn that anger into joy. It's like, no, just understand why your anger's there. Look at it without judgment of yourself, without judgment of the experiences that brought you to that anger and just sit with it sit with it and understand it and accept it. And I'm telling, I tell all my clients, I'm like, sit with it, allow it, let it be there. And that is when you're going to be able to move on from it. You're never going to be able to move on unless you do that process of sitting, accepting, understanding, and moving forward. And obviously I'm just going to have to say a disclaimer because if you are struggling with any type right. of emotion that's super intense, make sure you're you're processing it with either a trained professional, a trusted adult. I have to say it because I don't want anyone to get into the super intense state and not be able to get themselves nice. out of it. Yeah. But again, you have to be able to feel it and heal it. Yeah. That's yeah. how you're going to move forward. That's how, and that's why it's like having even these conversations is so necessary because part of why we don't move forward is because no one's even having these conversations. No one talks about so we're it. carrying a ton of shame. Yeah. We're dealing with a lot of, of not having the tools, but mm-hmm. we're still struggling with it. We're yeah. having a hard time managing some of these really difficult challenging emotions yeah. and no one is talking about it. No one's saying, here's some tools. No one's saying, let me sit with you in this dark room. Let me be here. Let me let you know you're not by yourself. Yeah. So we're out here by ourselves still experiencing it because the silence doesn't mean that it's not there. It's just here yeah. and we're silently suffering. So that's where it's like, I, yes, the truth is if you have a really hard time and you're struggling with a lot of things, like you, like we get it, right. We understand mm-hmm. at the same time, then that's where it's like, okay, I need to get support from somebody who's trained, from somebody yes. who can hold space, who can give me the tools because I am having a really hard time. And regardless of whether or not my family wants to acknowledge it, regardless of whether or not society wants to acknowledge it, it's real for me and I need help. And that is a good space to be in. And then now it's like, how do I get the tools to kind of heal this? What do I learn from it? Because it all serves a greater purpose. And I also love when you mentioned anger, because anger is one of the most confusing emotions that people have, right? And so it's like, listen, we need anger too, sis. We can't pretend that everything feels great or is fair or is, no, it's not. And that anger often will motivate you to take action when you would not take action in any other circumstance. Yes. So really it's about being intentional with our anger. What is this teaching me? What yes. is this alerting me to that I wasn't aware of? Do I feel fairly treated? Do I feel like I'm getting what I deserve? Mm-hmm. Uh, do I get to advocate for myself, for my community or for another community? Whatever the case is that it does serve a purpose. Now, can it become destructive? Yes, but mm-hmm. often again, 
it becomes destructive because we don't have tools to handle it. We bypass yes. it. That's why it becomes destructive. Yes, because when you're when you're constantly and consistently bypassing your emotions and stuffing them down and stuffing them down and stuffing them down, I like to think of it as like just a tank, right? It's a tank that can only hold so much emotion. And when you continue to stuff those emotions down and stuff them and stuff them and stuff them into this tank, that tank can only hold so much and it's going to implode at some point. And this is such a, and that's why these outbursts happen of anger and sadness and suicidal thoughts, because you're continuously suppressing these emotions that need to be heard and felt and understood. And that's when they're going to be released. And I'm not saying that they're going to be released forever. That you're, it doesn't mean you're never going to be angry again. But the attachment yeah. as to why you're angry in that moment is going to be understood, and therefore it's no longer going to hold the power over you that it might have. The power over you. Yes. you have freedom in it. I exactly. love that. I love that because then you recognize, like, okay, this is serving a purpose here. Mm-hmm. I'm protecting myself. I'm protecting someone else. I'm seeking justice. I'm, I'm, you know, whatever. Advocating, finally saying my piece, getting mm-hmm. what I feel like I deserve, whatever that is. But until you get to that point where you can recognize the value in each of these things, you'll mm-hmm. continue to then hold it in and yep. it's going to explode. And that's where you have the risk of it becoming destructive. Yeah. And that's, I, I, it's, it's so true. The way that you put it too, is just the anger using it intentionally and instead of just letting it completely overrule your life and your thoughts and your, your actions, sit with it and understand why it's there. And then you can take action on it and figure out what that anger is trying to get you to take action on. And, you know, so, um, I want to backtrack just a little bit because we talked about, um, well, we talked about it before we hit record and I wish we would have talked about it when we were, you know, actually recording because it was such a good conversation, but I want to talk about just people leaving your life when you, you know, get onto this spiritual journey. And, um, I've had a lot of people, talk to me about it recently. Just like I'm losing friends, I'm losing family members, not in a physical sense, but just I'm losing the connection that I have with these people that I thought were really important to me and I no longer align with them. Um, can you give me your perspective again? Cause I know you're, I know it's not gonna be word for word what you said before, but it, it was so good that I, I think we need to revisit that. <laughs> I pray I remember it because it was so good, but yeah. I definitely like The thing is, is that when you're on this journey where you're constantly learning about yourself and you're constantly healing, Mm -hmm. the reality is, is that as part of that journey, there is that transformation. There is that change. Things change, things end, they start again, Mm -hmm. all of that. And so if you recognize the value in that, instead of then feeling upset that uh, you're losing your friends and you're Mm -hmm. losing family. Um, if you really work on your abundance mindset and understand mm-hmm. that again, everything is by design. So there's no mistake. There's no like, oh, I guess now this person has to be my enemy because we're not talking anymore. There's no, no, they served their purpose for the time that they were supposed to be there and you served yours as well. Mm-hmm. And now the, it's now about moving on into embodying more of your true self. Cause we yeah. had first talking, right? Like that's the goal here yeah. is talking our true self and then expressing that self. Mm-hmm. process of, of, of embracing abundance, recognizing that we are going to experience the evolution of friendship. Some will stay because they are also evolving in similar fashion. Mm-hmm. Others will leave because maybe they're not evolving at all, or they're evolving in their own direction as well and mm-hmm. trying to be more of their true self, whatever that is. 
And now because of the fact that you're going through this, you're making room for more people to come into your life. So the loss doesn't have, you don't have to ignore it. It can, you can still be upset about it and disappointed and sad or angry. All of those things process through that, but recognize that by losing those friendships or ending that friendship, it's also leaving room for more people to come in that are now more aligned with where you energetically are right now. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what I wanted you to say. Cause I'm like, it's just such yeah. a, you know, I, it's a harsh truth that people don't talk about. And, and, you know, it's like, I, I feel like I've lost many, you know, over the last, like I was telling you, I've lost probably four of my good friends. Um, yeah. and they were my best friends at the time, but it's like, I had evolved in a way that that friendship was no longer benefiting me and it, it wasn't yeah. benefiting them either. Because if, if, if me going on this spiritual journey was triggering for them in a way of like, you know what I mean? Like they're feeling triggered because I'm making these choices that I'm making based on my spiritual journey. It's like, that's not benefiting them either. And like you said earlier, you're like, they're feeling pushed to, you know, then step into an energy that they're not ready for. And that, you know, it's like, it's not benefiting them. It's not benefiting you. It's just time to move forward and find a more aligned friend in your new energy field. Yeah. And value that time that you have because Mm -hmm. it served a purpose. It's not like just because something I think in our society, we place like loyalty is important. I'm a Capricorn. So loyalty is super important to me. (laughs) So I get it. Loyalty is important, but we have to change what loyalty means sometimes because I think that we think loyalty means um, staying in the same place at the same location, same time, same mindset all the time. Mm-hmm. That's literally just not possible. That's like trying to tell a four-year-old, don't grow up. Right. What I'm saying? Like, I'm supposed to grow up. Like, like there's just, there's just no way that I'm going to stay four for the rest of my life. But in the process, I don't want to be hated or judged because mm-hmm. I turned five and six yeah. and seven. I don't want to be hated. And I also don't want to make other people feel bad for choosing to be where they are. We're all pieces of the universe. So you're out here trying to do whatever purpose you're here to do. I'm over here trying to do the same thing. So I'm not going to bring you any joy if I keep trying to push you to uh, maybe now, like maybe your friends and you, you used to love going out and drinking and just like having a good time and like all that stuff girl, live it up. If that's where you're at, like be in that energy. But then if over time you find yourself being like, you know, I'm not really into that. Now I kind of like to go to bed early, wake up, you know, go to brunch, walk, watch a documentary, drink yeah. some booze in a wine glass. Like, okay. <laughs> like yeah. it's okay that that's who you want to be. You don't have to force your friends to also come along that journey with you. Mm-hmm. They may feel judged as a result of you doing that because they're not there yet. And at the same time, you don't have to hold yourself back and stay in the place where you were when you found them or when you created Mm -hmm. the friendship um, at that time, because you're not there anymore. So it's like, it's just about recognizing, like, I love you. I love the time that we've had together. They're always going to be like fond memories for me. And, you know, hell, like maybe every now and then we'll catch up. But the truth is we're not in the same space where we could talk to each other frequently enough without it becoming a really intense or possibly feel like a personal attack kind of conversation at this point because we've both evolved in different directions yeah and that's and that's something that i've had a very hard time wrapping my mind around is just the fact that like 
you don't have to stay where, like you said, oh my gosh, it was so nice. You don't have to stay where you were when you first met them. And if you choose to go down a different path and step into a new energy, like that's your prerogative. And you don't have to stay just because, you know, they want you to, or it's going to make them feel like they're left behind, or it's going to make them feel as though you're better or you think you're better than them or whatever it is. It's like, I I don't think I'm better than anyone. I know everyone's on the same level, but it's like, I just am evolving in a different way than you are. And it's not like one of us is not better than the other. It's just different focal points that we are focusing on currently. And it's, it's something that I just, yeah, I've had a hard time putting my mind to it because it's like people that knew me 10 years ago, you know, they'll be like, I, I, you've changed so much. You've, you know, you've gone in on this direction that, you know, really isn't right based off your, your past and what you've done in your past or whatever it may be. And it's like, but that's the whole point is like, yes, the whole exactly. thing. Yeah. you know, that's I'm like, stepping into a better version of yourself is the whole point of being here. And some people just want to stay on their same level their entire life and not do the introspection, which is fine. Again, everyone's on their own journey, but it's like, you can't all like, it's so triggering for people to see other people stepping out of that box that they put themselves in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I also wonder too, like at the same time, if we've all chosen who we are, why we are the way we are, Mm -hmm. um, it, it might also be possible that you're not meant to go past a certain point in this lifetime. Like, yeah. maybe, you know, and the, and I don't want to make you feel bad about that. Like I know for myself, for example, I, um, I have a lot of Capricorn in my chart, like a lot. And so I, the, I, my whole point of existence is just learning lessons. Like that's yeah. like, like I'm definitely, I get the message. Yeah. So that being said, I'm always in a state of evolution because yeah. I'm always learning. And then, grasping something new and then moving and changing because of that. Yes. So with that being said, I don't want to make somebody feel bad that they're not, that they don't care at all about life lessons. Yeah. I don't want to make them feel bad about that, but I also don't want to feel like I'm not allowed to learn from my own lessons because every time I do, you feel bad. Yeah. I don't want that either. And that has happened again, same situation where I've, I've had so many friends that kind of just like fallen away. Even lovers have fallen away because they couldn't be in that energy with me because it was so um, overpowering. They felt like, let's just, why do we have to be always working on something? Like, why yeah. can't we just be like fine with life? But you know, that's not, that's literally not in my chart. Like, like I'm that's not, not in you. no, it's not in me. I'm not designed that way. I will be 80 years old and still being like, well, you know, we could do this better. Like, I'm like <laughs> I will do that because that's just what, how I designed myself to be. Yeah. So if I allow myself to be to hold, and I've done this as well, I have, I'm sure as many other people too, I'm sure you too, where you knew that you were allowing yourself to be held back, but you didn't want to let the friendship or the relationship go. So you continued to stay because you didn't want to lose them or you didn't want to, to jump into who you knew you could be because you, you could end up hurting them. Yeah. But then you end up miserable and you become yeah. so like, I know for myself, I became a bitch because I was so unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, well, that's because your life lessons are literally to learn how to be better all the time. And instead you're choosing that instead of being better, I'm just going to pretend like I don't know what I know 
Yeah. Well, and if you're going to choose to be stupid, well, of course you're going to feel dumb because that's not what you want to do. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're going to feel like shit. It's not right. going to be fun. <laughs> you know, like that's going to, anything that you're like out of alignment when you are, it's it, like, it's just so true because I feel like there are times where you're like, I'm going to just hold myself back so they feel okay. Yes. And it's like, that is known as people pleasing. Right. And, and staying in an energy that you are not meant to be in any longer is going to, that is what's going to make you feel like shit, like yeah. total fucking shit. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, I, it's so cool. It's so great that you said that too. Cause I feel like people do stay in that box that yeah. they want to avoid the conflict and they want to, it's very ego driven to stay yeah. there. One you know, very like, you don't want to create conflict. You don't want to get out of your comfort zone. You don't want to, you know, feel that discomfort. So just stay where you are. Don't create the conflict and, and just stay in that relationship, stay in that friendship because it's easier that way than actually like having the courage to step outside of that box and, and step into your true potential, right. um, you know, and that's, and that goes for, I feel like any realm of the human experience, like relationships, jobs, you know, I don't know what else you could even like, I guess just relationships and jobs, but like, yeah, because everything. that's pretty much everything, but yeah, yeah. everything. Even your own mindset. Yeah. Because it's, sometimes it's like sometimes you choose to stay in the same thought pattern when you know that it's not serving you. But yeah, you know, I know that I've done that. I was afraid to be mentally stronger mm-hmm. because I felt like if I was too strong, the people around me would not like me. They yeah. would think that that it's like, or to be honest, I felt like if I was too strong mentally, if I showed that I can get over things, that I can learn my lessons and move on, mm-hmm. that then people would not um, be there for me because they would think she's so independent that mm-hmm. I don't have to be there for her. And I wanted people to know that even though I, yes, I'm strong and yes, I can kind of push through pretty much any challenge that's at my doorstep. It doesn't mean that I don't want somebody to say it's okay for me to just cry it out and be pitiful right now and be what like I still want room for that. I don't want to be forced into thinking that because my mindset is really strong that well then she can get over it. She'll be fine. Like yeah, she yes. and that sort of thing was why then for a long time I actively chose to stay in a victim mindset when I knew it wasn't serving me mm-hmm. because I knew that if I continued to think I was the victim and feel like the victim, people were more apt to stay in my life. Mm-hmm. But staying in that mindset when I knew I was ready for more was only making me more, um, it made me feel even more powerless. And yet yeah. I knew I was more powerful. So I, it can apply to totally everything to relationships to your job to your own mindset Mm -hmm. to your own location you'll know when you're supposed to move and yeah because you're afraid what if I get out there and I don't find anything that I like or what if I can't afford it or we do that for everything when in reality you guys it's and it's a domino effect it never just affects the one thing so if you decide okay well then fine I'm not going to leave this relationship because even though I know that it's kind of running its course um, if I leave, how am I going to pay the rent? If I leave, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And you think it's only going to affect that one thing, but then all of a sudden now you're finding yourself drinking more and you're finding yourself, um, isolating more and you're finding that you can't focus and you can't sleep and you can't, you know, all these things. Why? Because of the one decision where you betrayed yourself and decided not to evolve. Yes. So it slid into everything else. So mm-hmm. that's like, if we recognize that and are willing to actually say, I've got to be true to myself here, 
Mm-hmm. Yes, that means sometimes I'm going to create some conflict because people aren't going to like everything I have to say. And yes, it does mean sometimes I'm going to lose family and friendships and, you know, even pieces of myself that I really like. I, yes, it does. But I also know that, again, that if I think in a, an abundant mindset by losing that piece of myself that sometimes I like being the victim. Yeah. If I actually lose that piece of myself, there's abundance in the fact that it feels really pretty good, though, to know that I'm always in a space where I can manifest anything that I want. That feels really awesome too. So yeah. I can speak that. And that, and if I lose a friend, it's like, okay, that really sucks, but I've also just made room for another friend. And so yeah. that's what it's like. We have to recognize that there's still more to come. But mm-hmm. if you're, if you're feeling like there isn't, you'll stay in places that you know are holding you back. And then it blows up into all these other things. And you, then you don't realize well, what's wrong? Like now I don't know why I'm depressed and I'm unhappy. I can't connect to my intuition. And, but, but it all stemmed from one decision that you weren't willing to make. Yes. And it's so, it's, it's so true because even in my own life, when I was in my last relationship, um, it was a very toxic relationship on both ends. I will take full responsibility for the part that I played in it because I was not a happy person. I was so jealous and so insecure. And I was not the woman that I am now in terms of my confidence level and just feeling like myself and feeling like the uplifting and encouraging person that I am now. And it's taken a lot of introspection for me to get to this point and feel like that confident version of myself. But when I was in that relationship, the moment I, I had in that relationship, I probably toggled back and forth between ending it for like six months to a year. Literally, I told my mom, I remember like sitting her down. I was visiting from LA when I lived out there and I came back to Arizona and I was visiting and I told her, I was like, honestly, mom, I don't have the balls to leave him. I don't have, I I seriously do not have the balls to get out of this relationship. Like, I just don't have the balls to end it. And she's like, well, you need to end it. If like, you're even thinking twice about a relationship, you should not be in that relationship. And my mom taught me like growing up just to be very independent and, and, and to be, but I lost my independence in that, in that relationship. I was so codependent. And so, you know, like now looking back though, because I had the courage to make that one decision and get out of that relationship, I, that is what catapulted me into the coaching industry. Literally me going through that breakup in 2018. I started my, I literally started my blog, blissing out, started like typing away about mindset and typing away about like how to manifest things into your life. And I, if I wouldn't have broken up with him and I was still with him today, no chance I'd be here. No chance. Yeah. Cause you wouldn't even be who you need to be in order to do this sort of stuff. You'd still be in that mindset. I'd be in such a negative energy and such a a energy that is like not helpful to anyone, including me. So it's like, it's just funny that you said that because it's like that one decision and that's the opposite of it, right? Like the, if you're afraid to make that decision, it's going to also overflow into the rest of your life. But if you are, are courageous enough, to make that decision that will also overflow into your life in different areas and and it's just like it's the courage though that is what is the hardest point that's what's the hardest point yeah i can and i can attest to that too because when i last year i i had such a hard lesson and Mm -hmm. it it was the ending of a relationship as well Mm -hmm. and so it's like it we had been together for four years and we'd been 
best friends for 15. So it was a really long dynamic. Yeah, exactly. And, but at the same time, we both were, we both were becoming very toxic to one another. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just because we weren't happy. And so it it was like, we needed to transform, but we were also still trying to hold on. And the reality is, is that by that relationship ending, it forced me also into coaching because then like, okay, well, I've got to find myself here. I've got to get back to me. Like what, what makes me happy? What brings me passion? Cause I don't want to just stay in this. Like, I'm so sad. My life is over feeling like I need to get out of it. And that's where then it's like that led to then, um, I invested the most money I'd ever spent in my life in a coach. I don't even, and, and the, the, Logically, it made no sense. Financially, right. I literally didn't have the money. It there never was no does. To do, right? Exactly. Never. But intuitively, I knew that this program was going to give me the courage and the steps and just the permission that I needed to feel like it was safe for me to then be my own full-time entrepreneur. Yes. That one decision led me here to California from mm-hmm. Florida to my dream state. That one decision led me to full financial stability, mm-hmm. which is something I was never able to, to really uh, manifest until this moment. But yeah. it started off with taking that one step of recognizing this has got to end mm-hmm. and there has to be some level of transformation here. And then now I need to make another choice of deciding to invest in myself, in my mm-hmm. dreams, in my ability to manifest and go for it. Mm-hmm. And so that domino effect happened because of that one courageous step. But if not, again, you and I, if we didn't make that courageous step, if we stayed in the place that we knew was not actually where we were supposed to be anymore, we were supposed to be there for a time, yeah. that was done, we would not be the women that we are today to be even able to have this conversation because we right. hadn't done the first step to get here. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. that's you know what I tell people too. It's just, you have to have the courage to move mm-hmm. out of any situation that is unaligned. And when you continuously make it make it a practice to connect with yourself and connect with the universe and connect with your gratitude as to what you have right now and what you've had in the past that is that is the basis of this work is connection and connection with yourself and and as you begin to make that a priority in your life because you cannot just do it half-assed you can't just be like one day I'm gonna wake up and connect with myself the next day or I'm not then after that I'm not connecting for a week you right. have to make it a priority because the way that it actually gets integrated into your mind or your brain from a scientific, which you can attest to this, is the neural pathways. Yes, yeah, like, yeah, the neural pathways. Right. It's the neural pathways. And like and, and it's so easy. I heard this metaphor about neural pathways and and how they're formed and what it ha- what it takes to create new ones in your mind. Um and it it was this author, I cannot I I can't remember the name. I know the the book is The Elephant in the Brain, but I cannot remember the author. It's escaping me right now, but um, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, but so it talks about um, a hiking trail, okay? And like you go down this hiking trail or you're on a mountain and you're trying to figure out what trail you're going to take. There's a trail that's been walked a million times, right? This trail is very developed. People have walked it for years. Very developed trail. And then there's this, there's this other trail that's maybe been walked like once or twice very like there's a lot of bushes a lot of like sticks and rocks and it's, it's a lot more difficult to go down that path right this is how you can also look at your neural pathways when you have been stuck in a pattern of negativity or and i don't even like using that like i i think that you know being yeah. in that energy it but it is what it is is like being in, in that negative thought loop 
Right. It's so much easier to take that when you're yeah. not consciously aware of it than it would be to take the positive one that hasn't been walked that many times. Right. Because it, it's a habit. It is. And like, what's your perspective on that? Because I mean, obviously you have more of the, the psychology background and, yeah. and, you know, I just love to hear what you, because I'm obviously not trained in psychology, so I don't know, but yeah, this no, is what no. I've read. Yeah. And the, the thing is like, I love that too. I loved learning about that in school because the, it serves a great purpose in mm -hmm. the sense that you think about like when you wake up in the morning, if you had to remember how to brush your teeth every yeah. single day, mm -hmm. that would be intense every day. You got to relearn this whole thing, right? Yes. So your brain intentionally creates um, neural pathways mm -hmm. where certain neurons will fire, making it so much easier. It's a habit. It's a loop. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I wake up and I brush my teeth, I wash my face, I do mm -hmm. this, I do that. You don't even have to think about it. Right. The same could be true for any other aspect, whether we're talking about intuition and listening yeah. to your intuition, you have your own way of actually um, intuitively knowing like these are the actions that I'm supposed to take that feel most aligned with me. Yeah. The challenge is, is that for many of us, we've been conditioned to not develop that pathway or to ignore it. So we've learned to follow the other pathway that we've developed since we were children. Mm -hmm. So now instead of learning to listen to ourselves, of learning to listen to whatever, the pathway in our brain continues to say, oh no girl, that's not how you do that. If you're trying to make a decision, you know you gotta call your mom. Right. You can't just make a decision on your own. Like, what are you doing? Like we have that path. So yes, it is challenging mm -hmm. to then decide, oh wait, you know what? I'm gonna start listening to myself yeah. because you don't have that habit. But yeah. the more consistent you are, that's the beautiful thing about the brain. The brain can transform. The brain, the pathways can change. Is yeah. it challenging? Yes, it is. It's definitely. But that's where consistency comes in. Yeah. That's why we talk about habits, which the science says, like, before, for a long time, we said it was 21 days. Now they think it's longer. Yeah. Um, but the point still being is that we know that science shows us that if a person continues to do the same thing repeatedly, it, there is a point where the brain takes over and you no longer have to think about it. It's just an automatic reaction. Right. We do know that that happens. And the beautiful thing is that that can change anytime. Yeah. You don't have to follow the same habits that you've been doing for the last 30 years. If you want to change it, you can. Mm -hmm. So that's where it's, it's, been, it's about being intentional about saying, for example, I'm going to listen to myself. And part of that is I have to, to I love how you said it's a practice because it really mm -hmm. is. Following your intuition is a practice. Yes. You can easily um, go with the flow of what everybody else is saying to do. And it, especially if you think that it's effective and it might be effective for somebody else, but it doesn't feel natural and it's not effective for you, you could do that. Or yeah. you could choose to, to say, you know, what are the things that make me get in tune with myself? Is it working out? Is it eating right? Is mm -hmm. it, and I don't even want to say right, because it's, you are, all of our bodies are so different that yeah. there's no like, well, you got to do it this way. And no, your body responds to however it wants to respond the way that it does. And she knows what she's doing. So yeah. with that, it's like, if it's, you know, if you know, like I love sugar, I love, love, love sugar, but my yeah. body really does not respond that great to it all the time, even mm -hmm. though I don't treat it good all the time. Yeah. But if I eat a lot of protein, I find that my brain is clearer. My, I feel better. I have more energy. Mm -hmm. So I recognize that part of me staying in touch with my intuition in an easier way is even just through the foods that I consume. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I don't still have my habit mind. That's like, girl, let's get this hostess chocolate yeah. cake tonight. <laughs> Girl, yes, of course, I still have that habit in mind. And sometimes I go right on down that pathway. Yeah. But other times I'm working on creating a new habit 
that yeah. will then support me and being able to be um, aware of my intuition. So it's, but it's all the practice and sometimes you're going to be on it and sometimes you're not. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it too, because I feel like with, when you, you have to experience not being on it again, like the law of polarity exists for a reason. You have to experience it not be or not being on it, like feeling yeah. that shit. Yeah. And then, you know, when you're on it, it's so much better. You know, yeah, like you wouldn't you be able to even it. recognize if you're on it without knowing that you're not on it. You know what I mean? Right. And, right. So, and, and, and just the way that you, yeah, like I feel like people get so frustrated when they're like, well, I thought positive for one day and nothing changed. So whatever. <laughs> and it's like manifestation is, is not even about thinking positively. It, yeah. it, it, and that's such a misconception. And it, it honestly like triggers the fuck out of me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it really triggers me because I'm like, people don't understand that it's not about thinking positive. That's such a baseline understanding of manifestation. And it comes down to who you're being on a daily basis and who you are showing up as and the energy that you're embodying. And, right. and, and that is what you shift with your neural pathways. It's not I'm going to think positive for one day and magic is going to happen. Like right. creating new neural pathways is a practice and it's yeah. something that does not happen overnight. And that's where a lot of we, like we lose a lot of people. I feel like in the manifestation world, because they're like, well, I tried it for a day. It's not going to work because we're right. at like instant gratification age that we're in right now. And yeah. it's like, it does take like it literally, I would say I've been, consistently focusing on being able to just surrender and trust the process and live in the present moment. And it's taken me, I would say a good year and a half of consistently focusing on that. And yeah. now I've gotten to the point where I can truly detach from any outcome. And it's so easy for me to do because I've made it a fucking habit. Yes. And that's, that's the thing about manifestation. You have to make it a habit. It's not just a one and done. It's like, it's a way of life. Is yeah, that, you know? it really is. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I'm, I'm totally in agreement with you when people say, oh, it's all about thinking positively. That is literally, that's, that's bullshit. It that's really the secret. Is. I mean, yeah. like, it's the book. Right. It's right? the book. And it's like, yeah. we could, no, that's the basic understanding of it. And that's that. All right. No, because, and I'm, I'm even shocked by it sometimes when I think of, there'll be times where I'm manifesting the exact thing that I have been wanting for years, yeah. but yet I'm actually going through a really shitty time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait, how is it that my life feels really uncomfortable? I feel really upset about a lot of things, but then I'm still manifesting money or clients yeah. or opportunities. And I'm like, how is that happening if I just had a bad day? And it's like, that's how I know that it's not about whether or not mm -hmm. I'm thinking positively because technically that whole day I might've been like, oh, my life sucks. Like today yeah. sucks. Blah, blah, blah. And yet I still manifest it. It's the belief, the neural pathway, thinking and belief are two different things. We think uh, like so many thoughts. I can't remember. It might be 90,000. It, it might be more thoughts it's, it's a day. Like, yeah. 95,000 yeah. I think is what it is. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. That's where it's like, and you are not actually your thoughts. You're just the surveyor of the thought. The they thought is just happening. Right. Yeah. Well for us. And, and, right. and that's, you know, and like, until you're consciously aware of your thoughts, because a lot of people, it's just a subconscious action for, for 99.9% .9 of people. It's just, well, these are my thoughts. I can't do anything about it. And then that's when they get into that negative thought spiral of like, I'm never going to be successful. Oh my God, if I'm never su successful, I'm never going to be able to live or, you know, like they go through this negative thought loop and it's like, it's because you're not consciously choosing to use your thoughts as a tool, because that's why the universe even gave you thoughts to begin with. Right, exactly. To you, so you can rewire what's going on in your mind from the split from your soul and 
and the amnesia that you experience. Like those tools are there for you. Right. You have to become consciously aware of them by monitoring them. Right. And and, and picking and choosing what one you want to focus on. You know what I mean? Right. I love how you said that because that's really what it it, it is all a tool. And I think like the most freeing thing that anybody can do for themselves is recognizing that your thoughts are just a tool. Literally. You are not actually the thought. So Mm -hmm. if you can recognize like, oh, okay, that was a very odd thought. Yeah. What do I want to do with that? Does that, is that an invitation to heal? Do mm-hmm. I really believe that thought? Cause I, I just talked about this the other day um, where I, I can't remember what happened. Oh, I had an unexpected bill yeah. and I was triggered. But mm-hmm. the truth of the matter was, is it doesn't mean I do my money abundance practices every freaking day. Right. I love to do them. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that when I get that unexpected bill that I'm sitting here going, oh, everything is yeah. fine. <laughs> like, no, of course, I'm still like, what the hell? Where is this money supposed to come from? Who's asking yeah. me? Like, of course, I'm going to do all of that. However, I know that I am not my thought. That is just the thought. And so mm-hmm. that has been triggered. If I recognize, okay, do I actually believe this? Do I believe that every time I earn money, that my money still, um, something bad happens and so mm-hmm. now I gotta pay for it? No, yeah. I don't really believe that. That was just a thought. Okay, mm-hmm. do I really believe that maybe this happened to me because this is a punishment? Do I really, no, I don't really believe that. That was just a thought, right? Yeah. So that's basically what I'm doing is when those thoughts are coming in where it's like, girl, you know, you did this because you jumped out and you did this and then you know why this is happening. It's because of that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Of course, she's going to come out and say all these words, but I get to choose what actually is real. Yes. And when I decide that that's not really real, then I I have freedom from that. Now, mm-hmm. if I recognize that maybe I've been triggered and it actually did trigger something deeper, it triggered mm-hmm. a deeper wound that I realized like, holy smokes, this unexpected bill actually triggered some inner child stuff for me where I did feel like um, unfair things keep happening to me. Now I recognize, okay, so that thought is something that I'm actually still believing. And so instead of now being afraid of that thought, I'm now going to do the work. I'm going to dive into that. And now, and that's why then I'm still able to manifest all these other amazing things at the same time, because I recognize this is just an invitation to heal. This is not like, oh, well, I've got to pretend like I'm not thinking this thought because it's not positive. Mm -hmm. It isn't positive, but that's not the point. The point is to heal. Right. And so that's where it's like, we've got to escalate out of that, that beginner's level of the secret, which again, Mm -hmm. I think it served its purpose when that exploded. All of us were kind of so new to law of attraction that it served its purpose, but we've now evolved and we now need to recognize it's a lot deeper than just thinking about, oh, I'm going to be rich. And then you're going to be rich tomorrow. Right. You could be rich tomorrow if you're already there and heal what you need to heal, but you might not be. Yeah. And that's the thing. And like, I feel like people just, I see it all the time. Like, honestly, I see it a lot in the religious communities is that like, I mean, manifestation is um, a hoax or manifestation is toxic positivity. And it's like, actually, it's the exact opposite of toxic positivity. We want you to look at all your scary shit. We want you to look at your negative emotions. We want you to feel every emotion. And like the way that I like to describe it is that like, if you internalize your thoughts, that is when they're going to begin. And I mean, consistently, because obviously neural pathways, you have to continue. But it's like, when you internalize the same thought over and over and, and continue in- internalizing that, that is when it becomes a limiting belief. Yeah. Or on the opposite side, when you continuously think a thought like I'm abundant, I'm abundant, I'm abundant, 
this is the science behind affirmations, right? Like, yes, it, it does a lot more work if you work on a subconscious level instead of the conscious level of actually thinking I'm abundant, but, and like actually get to the root of why you don't feel abundant in the first place. But you have, like, it's, it's about internalization of your thoughts. It's not about just thinking a positive thought and then magically that thing is going to pop into your life. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's so many misconceptions around it. But it's like, it just, it really goes back to the energy that you're embodying on a consistent basis. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That consistency is everything. And that's why when you get to that level of consistently, and I talk about this all the time, I remind my clients, I remind my friends, you can't, I used to think, and I can't believe I did, but I did. I used to think like, I'm going to work on my money mindset, like every May. And I would call it like money mindset May, but yeah. that was pretty much the only time that I would be consistent about working on my money mindset. Because in my mm-hmm. mind, I thought you just need one good month and then you're good for the rest yeah. of the year. <laughs> and the truth is, is that it's like, no, you're being fed stories every day every about what day. money means, right? And how much you're supposed to have. And are you a good person if you have this much or this much and blah, blah, blah. So if you're constantly being told stories about what money is, what money feels like, mm-hmm. how you're supposed to get it, and you think that you're only supposed to work on that part of your mind and those thoughts once a year yeah. or every couple of weeks or just whenever you remember, like, mm-hmm. okay, well, ma'am, that's why it's taking so long because you're not actually diving deep into the subconscious. You're not working through those things. Now, when you choose to do those things, like I had a really, like many people, a very poor relationship with money. Mm-hmm. I really had such a negative um, mindset around it. But then when I started to heal, it wasn't immediate. No, it wasn't because I had such a long trauma around money that took a while. But once it started to, once I was consistently working by reading books on money mindset, Mm -hmm. uh, listening to money mindset affirmations, Mm -hmm. uh, doing my affirmations in the morning and at nighttime, or even just watching shows that make me feel abundant. Like my abundance practices are not always like these complicated things. Sometimes it's literally just watching Real Housewives because it makes me feel like I'm like, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, now I feel good. We on a boat today. (laughs) Like I love that stuff because it does trigger me to feel abundant. And that's part of my abundance practice. Mm -hmm. Or even just relaxing in general. I'm a Capricorn, so I will work all the time. So I have to remind myself that I have to rest. So my rest is actually part of my abundance practice. And I have to retain myself Lexi, go down to the pool, like Mm -hmm. stop for a second and just get out in the sun and lay there. That's part of my abundance practice. By doing that, it's made it easier for me to have a healthier relationship with money. So now, yes, when I have a bad day or an unexpected bill comes up Mm -hmm. and it triggers the old programming, I recognize one, I'm not my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Two, I get to choose the thought that I get to expand on. And internalize, Right, right. And I get to heal. And then I still get to maintain my abundance practices, which now means, no, I don't have to feel positive all the time for abundance to come to me. I know that it comes to me even if I'm feeling like absolute shit. I'm still yeah. I'm still abundant. That didn't change just because I feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's so <laughs> true. Because then people, yeah, and people and people really have a hard time wrapping their mind around the fact that we are naturally abundant. But yeah. we, are, we are so conditioned into lack by the society, you know, and, and like our our parents or whoever it was that we were around we, we, when we were, you know, in our zero to Growing seven up. age range. And yeah. and even like, I mean, but you can even still get conditioned by just hearing someone bitch about money constantly. It's like that shit okay. that you do internalize it, whether you believe you do or not. 
Like it, right. sometimes it really, it does start to affect you. But again, it goes back to having that conscious awareness of your subconscious thoughts and your subconscious yes. beliefs. And it's, and, it, and it's like the two that are so intertwined because when you have, so say someone like you're talking to someone and they're like, I'm so broke. I just can never make enough money. And they're throwing all their limiting beliefs at you. It's like, you almost yeah. have like this wall that it cannot yeah because it's like you've already done the work you've healed your money stories and so those those things no longer resonate with you and right. like, you know so it is so true that you know you can have the thought you can have yeah. the thought of like oh shit how am I going to pay for this but then you're like wait actually is that is that true or and it's just about challenging it's about challenging yeah. each thought that comes through everything that is not out of love or every thought that is not based out of love is a fucking lie everything so you know so it's like I I that's what I tell my clients is like every thought that you have that is based out of love or compassion or joy is the truth anything else place it in the false files because it's not it's It's not not real yeah it's not true at all it's just the perception and we've just collectively agreed on some levels of perception but that is that's a whole different thing where it's like, but that's the choice of the matrix. That's the choice of the, no, we, we have collectively agreed on some negative beliefs yes. and then have said that that is now a fact. Mm-hmm. Girl, that's not a fact. That's just what we've all decided is quote unquote true, but it is not. So if it's coming from love, if it's coming from abundance, if it's mm-hmm. coming from joy, that is the actual truth. Everything else has been what you've been taught or traumatized through mm-hmm. and in order to protect yourself, you have now de- the, um, embodied some of those beliefs, but that's yeah. not the actual truth. It's just a perspective. It so is a perspective. That. We got to take yeah. that more back. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. This, this conversation, I'm going to like listen to this over and over again. Because I know I me like, too. I'm like, girl, I need to bookmark this conversation. <laughs> I, know. I feel like I'm just going to like keep listening to it over and over. Cause I'm going to pick up different pieces of it every time, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Like I, this you're such a freaking light in this world and you seriously like you articulate things so beautifully and that's why I'm so excited for everyone to hear this episode because it's like you I've there's been things that I have a hard time articulating and then I feel like you just like took the words right out of my mouth like you literally were just like saying it I'm like this is how what I've been trying to say for so long (laughs) that I could never put words to it Oh, you know? thank you. And it's so funny because I used to think I was so poor with communication. Oh, <laughs> so, oh my God. So I'm like, I'm so grateful that to hear you say that because I'm always like, I've struggled to describe what I'm trying to say. So no, <laughs> you are so good at it. I'm telling you. Um, I'm going to put Lexi's, um, her links in the show notes. So if you want to book a session with her, um, everything is going to be below in the show notes. And I just want to say thank you one more time because you're just amazing. And I'm so grateful for you. This was honestly such like, I literally cannot wait to share this with everybody. This was such a great conversation and we touched on Mm -hmm. so many healing aspects. And just when you're on the journey of just whether it's healing and, and friendships and, trying to understand yourself and your purpose. I just felt like we just did talk about, we talked about so many powerful things that Mm -hmm. I cannot wait for people to hear this because I just think there's going to be so much, um, so many tools to be able to pull from. So thank you so much for even having me on. Oh my gosh, of course, of course. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the Blissing Out podcast. If this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear about it. Please leave a review below about something you learned 
Hit subscribe, and as always, feel free to follow me on Instagram, at blissingoutblog. I look forward to your next time tuning in. Spread light.